Hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of The Kingdom Within. Well, it's Sunday morning, and I've been reading a little bit of scripture and looking at some different things. I was on Reddit for a little while. It's funny. Somebody just <clears throat> got on there and left a uh, statement saying that they um, put a thing on there asking a question about Mary, the mother of Jesus. And, that, well, all the Christians attacked him, and so he apologized for the cat to the Catholics that, that he uh, that he had, had posted that and got so many negative comments on it. And then to, he, so he deleted it, but he left that message in its place, and a lot of people responding to it. And it's funny how all of us that believe in Jesus, believe in something completely different, even though we believe in everything the same. It's funny because we don't, friend, I don't even believe in eternal hell. And most of them, well, they got this Satan thing going on in their head. That this Satan has power and, that, well, my father's just got no strength. And it's just not the way I see it, friend. This old thought of Satan's got no power. And my father would have it gone in an instant if it was what he chose to do. But, well. He created it for a purpose, and see, I'll tell you, this this tree that we ate the fruit of, it ain't that Adam and Eve ate it, friend. We're eating it every day. Every day we pick fruit off that tree, and we eat it, and we still blame Adam and Eve. We say, oh, we can't do nothing about that. It was them sinners in the beginning that ate the fruit and just ruined everything. No, friend. Every day we pick that fruit, and we eat it. Because, see, it, it's selfishness. That's what that fruit is. We have to choose love as sacrifice or selfishness, which is evil. And it's not right or wrong. It just is. It's the reason God created it. I'll tell you that thought of Satan. It wasn't just his greatest creation then. It was his greatest creation now. Because in it, we have the choice to choose what it is we want to be. Without it, we'd be a slave to my father. We would just have to do what he said. But the truth of the matter is, if we knew the truth of everything, what he showed me is, well, we wouldn't be anything. You'd have that Garden of Eden that you're looking for, except you wouldn't know a thing about yourself. Because there would be no thought of Satan, and the lion would lay with the lamb. There would be, well, there would be no need for a lion or a lamb. Everything would be the same. What would be the point? Friend, you live in a world where there's darkness. And as much as that is a curse, it can also be a blessing. And the way it becomes a blessing is that you can be the light. You can have the experience of love. Now, I'm telling, not telling you that this makes any sense at all because it makes no sense at all, even though it makes perfect sense. So don't expect the world to believe what I'm telling you because, well, they just haven't seen the truth of my father. And so they don't think it makes any sense because they just haven't seen what it's like to be in the beginning. There was nothing except for the thought of God. And I'll tell you, friend, I've told you again and again about that experience I had. And, well, I just know what Jesus knew, that if he has to nail me to a cross, well, then, friend, that's where he's going to have to put me because I am just not letting my father be neglected. 
He is the love you seek. He's the love I seek. This thought of Satan, it has no power over us except the power we give it, and we give it power every day. And I'm not telling you it doesn't have power over me. I'm telling you if I get three seconds, three inches from my thought of the Holy Spirit, friend, this thought of Satan takes right back over my life because if I have to keep my life, well, then I have to be afraid. So I have to be willing to give my life to my Father, which is given me the Holy Spirit so that I can have this strength that isn't mine because, well, friend, I'm just a coward. By the way, I forgot to mention, as I always do, <laughs> I try to remember to say, you don't have to believe a word I say, friend, because I'm not here to try to get you to believe exactly what I do, because as I was just telling you, telling you, the Christians, they don't even believe each other, not a one of them. They're all arguing over who's right and who's wrong. So this is the truth. The truth is, I don't want you to find the absolute truth, because the absolute truth is there is no absolute truth. Except for that God is, will always be, and therefore you will always be also, friend. Because that's the nature of my Father. But we'll play this out, just like we know exactly what it is, and well... I just sit here and tell you I know the truth, and, well, I know that you know that I don't know the truth. So, once again, there we are, see, friend, because you're going to know you're gonna know this scripture stuff, and I'm going to know the Holy Spirit, which showed me the truth of what that scripture meant and the whole dilemma behind all of it. Because I'll tell you what, friend, Jesus gave you parable after parable, and some of those should have just ripped your heart right out. And I've talked about that. You can go back to the pain the parable and talk about it where Jesus said that he was going to speak in parables so that they don't understand. So that they won't turn and be forgiven. Well, friend, the fact that God doesn't want everybody forgiven was really a troubling thought with me. It's not troubling anymore. I get it now. I understand it. Because the truth of the matter is, friend, I wouldn't be on here talking about the love of Christ if there weren't people that were still unforgiven. The fact of the matter is, the light is only the light because there's something to compare it to, and that, friend, is the dark. There is no love unless there's hate. There is no joy unless there's sadness. There is no one without the other, friend. It's called a dichotomy. It's called it has to exist in order for you to know what it is you've chose and that it was your will to choose it. However, if you, friend, are in the dark like I was and you are suffering like I was because you were given thoughts that you really didn't want, well, I'm telling you, this world is not going to give you a better thought, and they are going to judge you every step of the way, even those Christians that, well, they say they get this Jesus in their death, so they don't have to be accountable for it in their life, so they just kind of stop all over you and judge you, and well, they don't really think about what it is they're thinking about. But if you hear me, friend, I'm telling you what Jesus said, and that is, if you're in the dark and you're suffering right now, you don't have to suffer. You can believe in forgiveness, and you can do what the majority of these Christians refuse to do, and that is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And you can start to get to know Jesus and say the truth of what Jesus said, because I'm telling you, friend, they are praying as they're going off to war and killing each other, and that is not what Jesus said. And because I'm speaking against it, friend, they're going to want to nail me to a cross. I see it. I know the truth. You're not going to listen to me because, well, they didn't listen to Jesus either. 
that's the truth of the matter is. And just like they won't want, you know, us Christians, we like to blame the Jews for the problem. The problem is Jesus wasn't talking to the Jews, friends. He was talking to the Christians now, just like he was talking to the Jews then. He was talking about hypocrisy and self-righteousness. And if we don't have it in this religion, well, then there's just none anywhere. So it is time for us to either be of the Christ when we talk about this Jesus, or for us to not talk about this Jesus so we can quit making the world a darker place because nobody will turn to the love of Christ. See, if you're not willing to turn the other cheek, friend, then you shouldn't be talking Jesus because Jesus called you to a tough message, friend, and I don't want to turn the other cheek any more than you do. I don't want to take a beating. But I'm in the trenches helping people, and I'm watching people suffer, and it is just clear as day to me that people don't want to hear about Jesus because, well, those that say that they're Christian own everything, and they're paying their employees nothing while they own everything. That isn't what Jesus said, friend. If you want to do that, I'm okay with it. This world was meant for experience. Know who you are. But take down your Jesus plaques. And stop pretending you're doing it in the name of my father. Because that just isn't the truth. And your truth is causing people to suffer. So I'm calling for you to either take a look at what you're saying and let the whole Jesus thing slip away. Let you deny him and his kingdom so that someone else can receive it. Because, friend, I'm telling you, love and forgiveness is the way. And I forgive you all. Don't get me wrong. If you come and nail me to my cross, I'm going to forgive you because I already know I have to. It doesn't matter. I'm like Jesus. I'm in this dilemma now, friend. I know the truth of who my father is. And he's going to forgive you just like he's going to forgive them. But the suffering doesn't have to go on except we keep choosing it. Because we keep choosing it, well, he has to keep choosing it for us, because that's free will, friend. And if we'd act like Jesus and say what Jesus said, and we'd turn the other cheek, and we'd start forgiving, and we started acting like we were of the Christ instead of, of the world, where we believe we get this free kingdom in our death, well, then I'll tell you what, the world would start changing, and we'd set this world on fire for the light of Christ. That's the truth. And if I have to go to whatever he puts me to, that's the way it is, because I told you, and if you listen to other episodes, you'll hear me tell you. I already promised that he could have my death. I'm a coward, friend. I don't want to die. I sure don't want to die the way Jesus did. The death he showed me is not what I want. But I made him a promise, and he gave me the truth. And the truth he gave me doesn't have to be true to you, friend. It has to be true to me, and it is true to me just as long just as well, it's just that true. He showed me the truth of who he is, and I understand now that my father, well, he just deserves love. He has to create. He can't be because he can't not be. He just is, and because he is, we are, and because we are, we will always be because he will always be. For the eternal moment of now, we can choose the light or the dark, friend, and what you choose in your life is what you're going to get in your death. And Jesus told you over and over again that it's not what you're choosing just for you. It's what you're choosing for everyone else. So when you're in that big old mansion teaching your children that the only thing that matters is that you 
live comfortable while the rest of the world is starving, friend. You aren't teaching them Jesus. You're teaching them the world. And I'm not upset about it, even though I'm upset about it all the while. I get the purpose. I understand that there's a lot of joy in that. I've had good things. I've dr driven nice cars. I've, I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit, he just shouldn't use me because I told you I eat more fruit than a little bit. I'm the hypocrite, friend. From the word go, I am a hypocrite. And I am telling you, I have eaten more fruit than a little bit. I'm even too ashamed to even say that I even know my father, much less do it. But I made him a promise. Even if you see the truth of who I was and you nail me to that cross and you whip and beat me and do whatever it is you got to do to me, friend, it doesn't matter. Because in the end, the kingdom I got, I'm going to get. I don't have to worry about whether I'm going to get it then because I have it now, friend. I'm not chasing fruit anymore. These things of this world just don't matter. I'm not saying it's wrong for you to have a little fruit. He's been telling you that all along. Jesus even told you it was okay to have a family and, well, to be focused on a little bit of the world because you got to have a little bit to have something. But, the you know, what happens is, though, that this, this, this thought of Satan, no, it, it's... It's perfection in my father's creation of it. We have perfected the art of ignoring the truth of the love of Christ. And, well, I'll tell you what. We just say that, well, Jesus is the only one that could do that, and we don't have any accountability, so he just went to that cross. No, friend, we're accountable. Each day you choose that fruit, you wake up, and you choose whether you're going to eat selfishness or you're going to eat love, and love is sacrifice. If you won't look at me, look at your children's eyes. Then you look out at this planet and see what's going on. Quit eating and sleeping and not being awake and start looking at what it is. Because Jesus told you, be forever watchful, friend. And if you're not awake yet, that's because you're not wanting to wake up. And if you got to nail me to something, well, then you're going to wake up or you're not going to listen to me. Nobody's going to want to listen to these things. I know it. I can't even believe I'm saying it because the truth of the matter is I just don't even know why I'm saying it. The truth is I know that it's right that you all are eating the fruit that you're eating. That's the problem. My father showed me that. Every time I go to judge you for something, he shows me that you are right for doing it because his will is your will. But people blame this thought of Satan and take no accountability for it. But friend, that thought of Satan is your thought of selfishness. And you do have accountability on how much fruit you eat and what the price is and what it's going to cost your children. And you can see that because you can see what we're doing to this planet. We elected a man that decided all kinds of great decisions like the Environmental Protection Agency doesn't know what they're talking about. Friend, if you can't figure out Plastic Island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean that is killing everything isn't a good plan, well, friend, I don't know what to tell you. You don't know Jesus because Jesus told you we were going to do this and we were going to play that we were blind and that's not going to give you the kingdom. And friend, if you're not looking to give it to your children and to your neighbor, then my father's not giving it to you. And you can just suffer for the eternal moment of now until you choose again. 
And that isn't right or wrong. And I realized that if everybody actually heard what I said and got on it, well, I'd just cause all kind of chaos, except the fact of the matter is I'm under no illusion that y'all are going to listen to me. Just like they didn't listen to Jesus, they snuffed out his light. Martin Luther King, he kept telling you the same thing. <laughs> they snuffed out his light. Friend, I'm telling you, anybody that stands up to be the light in this world is going to get snuffed out. It's the way it is. Gandhi did the same thing. He said, this isn't right. What did they do? They snuffed out his light. I'm telling you, friend, the, the prophets haven't quit dying back then. They just keep dying now. And each and every one of us that stands going to get snuffed. And I'm just accepting the fact that that's going to happen to me. I don't want it to, friend. But I made my father a promise. And now I'm at this dilemma. See, I don't know what to do. I have a job where I help people, and I just love my life. The problem is I'm helping people, and I love helping people, and the people that are helping the people are just the most awesome people. I have the greatest life ever. I still, <laughs> I'm almost angry at my father for making me, putting me to this message, because the truth of the matter is, he finally gave me the kingdom I was looking for, <laughs> and he did it by declaring me to be the least among you by making me mentally ill because I hear the voice of God. So it's so funny that, that he brought me to humility through humiliation. But it really doesn't matter how I got here. How I got here doesn't even matter. Truth of the matter is, it's just the greatest thing ever because since I know I'm nothing, I just know you guys are everything. And well, love is the way. It has always been the way, and it's going to be the way from now to the end of eternity and until eternity begins again, friend, because my father, he just is going to exist forever. And as long as he exists, well, we're going to exist too, and that's just the way that is. I can't explain that to you. And I'm telling you, you're suffering. It ain't going to end until you choose it. Yet, you, the moment you choose it then, well then it means you're starting to make new decisions. And when new decisions aren't easy to make when you're living in a world like this, friend, I've been trying to figure this out for years, and my father wouldn't give me the truth of love and the love of truth because I just wasn't ready for it. Every time I started down the path of what Jesus said, I wanted the same thing everybody else did, and I started thinking of big thoughts for myself and stopped thinking about big thoughts for everyone else, friend. I'm not telling you that I don't know selfishness. I'm telling you that I'm the epitome of it. And why it is that he would now have me call to say anything about it, I've only put in about seven years of being halfway of a decent person trying to help everyone every day. That's what I do for a living now. I get to help people help people. And well, it's just the greatest thing ever. And I get to, my primary goal of my job is to make other people believe in themselves. Pretty amazing job to find, help people find the truth of who they are. My job, in my mind, this is my job. It's not, it doesn't matter what, what other responsibilities I have. In my mind, my job is to find the light of Christ in them, to find the talent, the love, the joy that they have within them, and then get them to see it in themselves. And we all have talent, friend. We all have a gift. So everybody I meet, I get to find their gift. If I spend some time with them, friend, I'm going to find your gift. It's just the way it is. My father's going to reveal something to me.
or else he wouldn't have put you in my life. And if you and if you're with me and I can't find your gift, that's because you weren't my gift and I wasn't yours. And well, we just weren't meant to work together. That's just the way it is. Because my father's just all that in a bag of chips, and every one of his children are. That means every one of you are. So if I can't find what it is that he's looking for in you, that's because he's hiding it from me because he wants you to go be someone else's gift. And that's the truth of the matter. So it doesn't matter whether I help everybody or just help somebody. The only thing that matters is that I'm trying to do what it is that he asked me to do. And because I'm doing it for him, I'm doing it for you. And because I'm doing it for you, I'm doing it for him. Because I'm doing it for both of you, I'm doing it for all of me. See, this this kingdom comes when all three are united. See, this Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, you got to pretend that you're the Son. you got to start pretending that you can dare to attempt to live up to this expectation of what Jesus said. I'm not telling you you're going to get it right. I'm the perfect failure, friend, to tell you the truth. But if you start pretending that you're going to start heading that direction, that you're going to figure this out, you're going to become my father's son or daughter, whatever, it doesn't matter because you're all equal. My father's my father and my mother. I've went into that. I've probably pissed you off with that in the past too, but that's okay. So that's the facts. The facts is that my father loves every one of us just as much as he loved Jesus. Jesus was delivered a certain way so that you would know the truth of who he was. And he's not going to send another one to do it again. If you couldn't figure it out on the parables and what the statements that man made, well, then you're just not going to make it because he told you that the Holy Spirit's going to come to you and teach you things that he didn't teach you originally. He told you that he came to teach you how to rise in the spirit of the law. The law must be maintained. People must believe in fear in order to maintain this society where you can rise in the spirit of the law. The law must exist. I understand why Jesus said what he did and why he hid the message because, well, the law has to stand so that some can rise in the spirit of it, friend, but the light is only here so that you can rise the spirit of it. And if you choose not to rise in the spirit of it, friend, I don't care whether you call yourself Jesus or not. It just has no meaning. You're either in this for the spirit of it, which means your spirit is becoming Christ-like, which means you're preparing yourself for this kingdom, because when this kingdom comes, you've got to be ready for it, or else you just can't get in. You're going to be like those virgins that he was talking about in those parables that didn't keep oil in their lamps. You got distracted like the seed that fell in the thorns and got wrapped up in the world and thinking about selfishness instead of what about love and sacrifice and how it is you could be a servant servant. These things he said, friend, they weren't they weren't meaningless. They had all the meaning in the world. They were telling you that you could choose this kingdom, but I'm telling you that kingdom isn't there. It's here. And if you don't find it now, it's not yours then because it's not yours now. And you don't have to give up everything kind of the way I have. I don't have anything really except for the little bit I do and whatever he has, he'll probably take from me for the most part. I really don't care. None of it matters to me except for doing his will. His will is the only thing I've got left, friend. It's the only thing that has any matter to me in my mind. 
And if I have to let you get angry at me so that you can wake up and start treating our children and my father's children with love and respect and start acting like the Christians that we say we are, well then, friend, I'm willing to let you kill me for that. Because I'll tell you, nobody gets to this kingdom except on the hand of another. And friend, I'll tell you what, it was some of those Christians that gave me this. A man forgave me a debt bigger than any man should ever forgive me. I filed bankruptcy. He just plain forgave me. And I don't know how to explain these things to you, friend. I've God has put me in a place where I just know what heaven is. And then he gave me an experience above and beyond that that I've talked about, but I don't really talk about it because you just can't explain it to see this thing to understand what it is to see God before creation. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to me. Makes complete sense, though. I know exactly what I saw and why I saw it. I know that it's true in my heart, friend, but it won't be true to you because, well, I'm just a person that they diagnosed with that hears voices and has the delusions because he thinks that he talks to this voice of his father. And I'm okay with that. See, that's the beautiful thing. That might be the only reason you all don't crucify me. You might just figure, yeah, that dude, he's diagnosed. So we don't need to worry about him. He's just, just forgive him for he knows not what he does. On the other hand, you might not. You might decide to nail me up. I really don't care. It doesn't matter to me anymore. I just don't know what to do. I love the job I have, and I know that if this went viral, I wouldn't have it very long because I'll tell you, I might work for a nonprofit that believes in helping people, but I'll tell you what, those that believe one thing or want to believe another and they'll hear me and they just want to get rid of me probably just as quick as anything. But that's okay. My father put me to this. I'm only doing this because I promised him I would and his Holy Spirit just keeps leading me down this path. And since this is where he leads me, well, friend, I just have nowhere else to go except to know love by experience and to follow this thing called the Holy Spirit. There just is no other choice. It, that's all we're doing here, you know, is that love is the way. That's the purpose of this. And we get to choose that because, well, that's what love does. Love gives to another what it is it would seek for itself because there's just no other purpose. We can choose anything and everything we want, but the truth is there's just nothing to choose. <coughs> we had free will all along, but if you want the kingdom, well, then there's only one choice to make, and that is love, and love is sacrifice. And that means sacrificing all of these selfish things in order to create a better world for those that we love because we love our father enough that we want all of his children to love each other and we're willing to sacrifice a little of ours so that we can give a little to them and that's just the way that is and the holy spirit can tell you how much you need to sacrifice but only holy spirit can because i know that you're supposed to have something Jesus said some are going to have more and some are going to have less. But friend, you have to decide how much that is and you have to do it with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will lead you down that path and you will know. But if you're not willing to give most, then how can you give any? Because you can't, you have to give up that thought of Satan. And I'm telling you that thought of Satan has some power over you 
because fear and selfishness, well, I'll tell you, they're bonded together quite well. Love and sacrifice can overcome both, but, and at the end of the day, like I said, this is my dilemma here, friend. The reason I'm even giving this message is for selfish reasons. I'm doing it because I love my father. And because doing it, I know the love of my father. So I'm getting a benefit from this. And before this, before he gave me the Holy Spirit back, I've been helping people these last years down in the trenches because it made me feel good to help other people. And I was getting a selfish benefit. As I watched people grow and find joy, it gave me joy. I was doing it for selfish reasons. I was doing it in the beginning because Jesus told me to, and I knew that he was right, and I didn't quite get it because I'm telling you my nature was of selfishness. So this whole Jesus character was a real dilemma for me, and I'm a slow learner, friend, because I didn't believe what the Christians were saying. I couldn't find the truth for what it was, so my father had to work with me over a long period of time and kind of dragged me along on an easy path, even though it was not easy for a minute. How do I explain that? I'll tell you what. My father, he is just all that in a bag of chips, and he'll forgive us for everything we've done, but we have to become willing to accept that, and well... You can't get forgiveness if you're not willing to give it. So if you want to judge someone else, then you have to keep the judgment for yourself. That's just the way it is, friend. The kingdom comes when you choose it. Not there, but here. And love will always be the way. And once again, I'm down to just a few seconds left. So, friend, all I can tell you is may God bless you and yours. And may love be our path.